Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Um, 
The uh, We've got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers right now are playing in Boston, and they are playing against the Boston Bruins. Uh, and they are currently in the third period, early in the third period. Uh, but nonetheless, they are down 3 nothing. Uh The Boston Bruins scored uh, three goals on six shots in the first period. Uh, not a very good outing so far for uh, Brisgalov over there in the nets for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, in the third period also as well, uh, about five minutes into the third period, the New York Islanders right now are beating the Washington Capitals 2-1. to one. And uh, early in the second period, uh, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets right now are beating the Detroit Red Wings 2-1. to one. Uh, What else uh, can you expect uh, on the hockey front uh, a little bit later? Four o'clock this afternoon, you'll be able to catch this game if you care to. Over on the NHL Network, uh, St. Louis uh, Blues will be uh, going over to the San Jose Sharks. That'll be at four o'clock, and that's on the NHL Network. At seven o'clock, this might be a pretty good tilt. Uh, You got the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins going uh, going up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, that will also be on the NHL Network at 7 o'clock uh, this evening. Uh, New Jersey will be at Carolina. Montreal at Tampa Bay. Minnesota at Nashville. Dallas at Phoenix. These are uh, later games, 8 o'clock. Dallas at Phoenix. And then the late game uh, tonight, Calgary, will be at the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, and that is what is happening right now. Excuse me, over in the NHL. Let's take a look real quick at what's happening in uh, top 25 NCAA basketball because for those of you, like myself, uh, who might be enormous uh, NCAA basketball fans, and my gosh, this is the time of year to be following. We are just about, well, some are already in their conference tournaments. Most of the big tournaments will be starting uh, next week. Uh, as we move in, we are just about just about a week away from uh, Selection Sunday, which will be uh, a week from tomorrow. Uh, let's take a look at what's happening right now. These games are finals. Uh, Memphis, number 25, uh, Memphis uh, beat, uh, I believe it's the University of Baltimore. I think that's Baltimore. Uh, anyhow, number 25, Memphis, uh, uh, beat UAB uh, 86 to uh, 71. That's a final. Uh, number 11, Florida, uh, lost to Kentucky, 61-57. Uh, so Kentucky, uh, just you just don't know where that Kentucky team is going from one week to the next. Number 5, Georgetown, 61 over number 17. Syracuse, 39. What? That's a final? Yeah. Can you believe that one? Syracuse with only 39 points on the board for the entire game. Games that are ongoing right now. Uh, number 16, St. Louis. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a little bit. Uh, shout out to my buddy sidekick. Probably happy about this, but uh, they are now running it up on my LaSalle Explorers, uh, 60 to 49. Number nine, Kansas State uh, is currently right now uh, winning in the second half, 14 minutes in the second half, 44 to 41 over Oklahoma State. UCLA, uh, they're number 23 ranked, UCLA, uh, 30-31. Right now, Washington is beating them 31-30 at halftime. Number 15, Marquette. This game is at halftime as well against St. John's. Marquette is up by three points, 28-25. Uh, 
Uh, number 20, Pittsburgh, is beating DePaul 46-35 right now in the second half. Uh, number six, uh, Miami Hurricanes, 23-19 uh, over Clemson. Uh, that game is still in the first half. Uh, they have about three minutes left. And number 19, Oregon, right now is losing to uh, Utah 34-28 to with about three minutes left in the first half on that one. And that kind of brings us up to date uh, on what is happening in NCAA uh, Top 25 Basketball. I'll be bringing updates to you as we go through uh, the hour or so that I'm here with you right now. Uh, and so you're sitting there and you're going, well, I don't really care about uh, the NHL and I really don't care about uh, uh, the NCAA round ball. I really don't. I, I just can't wait until baseball starts. Well, let's take a look at what's happening over right now in the Grapefruit League. Um because it looks like everything that's going on over in the Cactus League out west in Arizona, uh, those are all games yet to come. It uh, looks like a couple of them are ongoing. But really, it's the Grapefruit League where you've got all the action going on right now. In the bottom of the eighth right now, the Atlanta Braves are beating the uh, New York Yankees one nothing. Bottom of the sixth, uh, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays are beating the uh, Detroit Tigers 4-2. to uh, Let's see, bottom of the sixth, we've got the Marlins and the Nationals all tied up at six. Top of the seventh, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays are still beating the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies have come back, though, uh, however, in that game. They were down uh, significantly in that particular game. Uh, so they're coming back in that one. Right now, the Phillies are down 5-4 uh, to four to the Tampa Bay Rays in the top of the seventh. In the top of the sixth, uh, the Twins and the Pirates are tied at two. Uh, similarly, let's see, in the top of the eighth right now, the St. Louis Cardinals are beating the Miami Marlins two to nothing. Uh, in the bottom of the fifth, you've got the Mets up on top of the Houston Astros eight to two. Uh, and let's see, later on this evening, you will have the Orioles and the Red Sox. That'll be at seven o'clock. Um, and I'll bring you up to date on those as well uh, before our hour is through here. All right, I think that pretty much brings you. Pretty much up to date with what's happening live. Uh, if I miss something, I apologize. Uh, or you can give me a call and ask me to check on something, 347-237-5373. I'd be more than happy to chat with you about anything on your mind. A couple of moments here. I'm going to be bringing to you this week's uh, replay, audio side of our five minutes at the frat house number 79 couple of things that were on my mind, however, and I'll, I'll throw them out there uh, just for conversation fodder. If you care to jump in and give me a call on any of these, I don't know whether anybody saw this or not, but uh, Sports Illustrated, I know Jonathan and I are going to talk about it on Monday. We actually wanted to talk about it yesterday. Um, if anybody tried to tune in to our Fan Junkies uh, program yesterday uh, afternoon at noon, unfortunately, we had a little bit of a snafu there. Technical difficulties. We don't know what went wrong, uh, but it appears that perhaps maybe uh, there might have been a glitch, perhaps maybe in the uh, software for Blog Talk Radio, and somehow or another the show got shrunk down to 15 minutes. So we weren't able to get much in. Uh, and I know Jonathan and I are probably going to be talking about this on Monday uh, coming up. Um, Sports Illustrated put out a list this week, uh, and in fact they're referring to it as their inaugural uh, list the power issue the 50 most powerful people in sports um 
And it, it, it seems to me that any time, and I don't care who you are, I mean, I could put one out on my website or I could blog one out over to uh, perhaps some of the numerous blog sites that I write for, like Philly Sports Live or Philadelphia, or even put it up on our own website here, frathousesports.net. I could put up my own list of different things. It seems like any time you ever put a list out there, you're just uh, kind of putting it up there for anybody to jump in and disagree with you. Uh, and I hate to be contrary. Not really. I I enjoy being contrary. But, um, you know, if you take a look over the list, there's a couple of names that kind of jump out. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you've had a chance to take a look at it, and there are a number of websites you can go to where you can get a kind of synthesized version of it without necessarily having to go to SI's uh, magazine and their full article. Um, there's a couple of names that, that that are obvious that jump out that you say, say to yourself, okay, yeah, I understand that. Those those guys should probably be on the list. Roger Goodell tops the list at number one as the singular most powerful individual in sports. And that makes sense. I mean, we're talking about the NFL, folks. It is the biggest sport in America, bar none. Uh, we can talk about other sports. You can try to make a case for it being Major League Baseball if you want. Uh, it's not going to fly with me. Uh-uh. It's been proven far too, too many times that the NFL is the number one sport in America. So Roger Goodell being up there at number one kind of makes sense. David Stern, however, at number two is the NBA commissioner. Huh? Um, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you know, one has to start to wonder what criteria are you utilizing for the concept of power? What's power? Is it influence? Are we talking influence? Are we talking control of purse strings? Are we talking about finance? What is the criteria upon which SI put this particular list together? Now, I haven't had a chance to read through the entire article. I do have uh, the copy of the issue directly in front of me right now at this very moment. And I haven't had a chance to read through it. I've read through some of the blurbs on some of the individuals that are listed here. But it, it just seems to me, how do you come up with the, the, the criteria of powerful? Because I'm not sure that David Stern, uh, and, and, and being the outgoing commissioner, because he's already indicated he's going to retire, how does he get on the list at number two? Uh, Bud Selig is number uh, five on the list, uh, Major League Baseball commissioner. Um, who else jumps off to this list? Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, listed at number 12. Uh, Sean McManus, the CBS sports chairman, listed at number 13. Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, listed at number 19 as one of the most powerful. Uh, these are names that I would expect, I suppose, to see on this particular list. Um, Stan Kroenke is listed at number seven. Yeah, I could, or number six, rather. I could probably see that uh, being being accurate. Um, however, you've got uh, baseball agent Scott Boris listed at number 23 ahead of number 27, Gary Bettman. Things that just kind of make you go, hmm, what? Scratching your head. Scott Boris, number 23, listed above Gary Bettman at number 27. Um, who else we got on here? Let's uh, just uh, skim down this real quick. Uh, Mark Cuban, listed at number 48, the Mavericks owner. Uh, Michael Jordan, 
listed at number 50, the Bobcats owner. Um, Barack Obama, the United States president, U.S. president listed at number 44. Things that make you go, huh? Huh? Mark Emmert, the uh, NCAA president, listed at number 38. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I might put him above Scott Boris. Really? Donald Fair, NHL uh, PA executive director, uh, listed at number 31. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know. How about uh, Brian France, NASCAR CEO and chairman, listed at number 40. Uh, You start to wonder whether when lists like this are put together, uh, Bernie Ecclestone, Formula One president and CEO, listed at number 22. Uh, Sepp Blatter, uh, FIFA president, listed at number 16. You start to wonder whether, in fact, as SI is putting this together, is there some political correctness that comes into play? Do we have to make sure that all of the sports are somewhere or another represented when we put together a list of 50? And we make it a cover story. And we put it out there with the kind of brouhaha and 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 uh, glamour that we did uh, this past week by referring to it as our inaugural. Which means, I suppose they're going to go back a year from now and do the list all over again. So you start to wonder whether, in fact, there's some political correctness involved in making sure that you have representation from as many broad-based sports as possible. And again, I go back to my question as to what's the determination on powerful? How did we make that determination? It seems to me that a powerful individual is one that's going to be influential. And if I were making the determination, it's going to be based upon influence. It's certainly not going to be based upon, um, you know, who controls purse strings, who has control of finance? Not going to be about that at all. It's going to be about influence. How do I influence and how many people do I influence, um, be it players, be it fan bases, uh, be it media outlets? How do I influence and what's my range of influence? That, to me, really is the true uh, barometer, I suppose, of power. So, I'd be more than happy to take your comments on it. You can go out, as I pointed out, if you just go out to Google and type in uh, SI's uh, Power 50 list, you will find numerous websites that have the entire list synthesized. You can take a look at it uh, over the course of the next uh, 30 minutes or so, and if you want to give me a holler in here um, in in a bit, uh, I'd be more than happy to take your calls and uh, chit-chat with you uh, about that as well. Um, And on the other side of it, uh, after I play for you our our five minutes at the Frat House uh, rebroadcast here. Uh, on the other side of it, I'm going to bring you another little sidebar list uh, that SI put together that goes along with this list, but it kind of just takes a look at a specific area of sports, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy to share that with you, uh, you know, on the other side of, of the rebroadcast of five minutes at the Frat House, and I'll take your calls on that one as well. 347-237-5373 is how you climb it. Okay. Uh, five minutes of Fred House, number 79. I'm going to be bringing that to you here in just a second or so. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that if you want to take a look at this particular program, 
Uh, and you may want to, uh, because as I've pointed out numerous, numerous times, you miss some things. This is a video production, and you miss some things in the audio rebroadcast. You, you miss the visuals. Frequently, there are things going on behind both Sidekick and I. Frequently, there are uh, th- th- there's uh, things that are going on between Sidekick and I uh, that you can't see when you're only hearing the uh, the, the production. Uh, don't get me wrong. It, it, it works well as an audio. Uh, however, in light of the fact there is uh, a visual to go along with it, I would recommend that you go and take a look at it. And the way you do that is to go over to YouTube, type in five minutes at the frat house. You'll get all of our productions. This one that you're going to be hearing is number 79. Uh, you can go there. You can also go to frathousesports.net, which is our website, and you will find our videos posted there as well. Five minutes at the frat house over on YouTube or over on um, frathousesports.net. All right. And so at this point right now, let me bring to you uh, this week's Five minutes at the Frat House, number 79. Okay, and welcome to our 19th straight month and the madness of March uh, here at the Frat House on the 7th of March on Five Minutes at the Frat House with Frat House Mike and Sidekick. And are you ready for the madness tonight? <laughs> Am I ready for madness? Oh, I'm ready for madness, all right. Uh, this show could get pretty, pretty crazy. There's something screwy around here. You never yep. quite know what might happen. But well, listen, we're going to run around tonight, and we're going to take a look at, hey, how about the six different sports uh, that we're going to be covering tonight? And let's kick it right off uh, with a bit of motorsports. How about that? Yep. Uh, and that took us last Sunday out to the Phoenix International Raceway for the second Sprint Cup race of the season, uh, which turned out, as I get, to be a fairly clean race, uh, free of really any kind of major events. What? Uh, Wait. Okay. Did I miss something? Breaking news. Uh Uh-oh. Breaking news. What? We had the first woman in NASCAR to hit a wall. (laughs) It didn't happen at Daytona, but it happened in Phoenix, all right. Uh, Yes, it did. I forgot about that major event. Uh, I was going to say there weren't any major events except for Carl Edwards. Now, uh, I guess somebody else went and took his spotlight. Hey, listen, Carl Edwards, yes, he did, in fact, win his first race in 70. How about that? Yep. Uh, And ironically took the uh, checkered in the Subway Fresh uh, Fit 500 in his Subway number 99 for Fusion. Um, Others who came in the top five uh, out there at Phoenix uh, this past weekend, Jimmy Johnson, uh, yep. With his second top five uh, in two races. Uh, Denny Hamlin came in third. Um, defending uh, Sprint Cup champion uh, Brad Kozlowski came in fourth. And, hey, how about there's Dale Jr. Uh, getting off to a good start uh, early in the season yep. with his second top five already. Uh, he came in fifth. And so the early season right now leaderboard, uh, it moved around just a little bit. Jimmy Johnson, though, still stays atop the list by just eight points over eight, number two, uh, Dale Jr., as I pointed out, and number three, Brad Kozlowski. Uh, Danny Hamlin makes an appearance uh, on the board, uh, and he makes the top five, uh, 72 points for him, and he's tied with number five, Clint Boyer, who uh, also tops the list, although uh, best he's done so far is just that top ten that he had this past weekend. Yep. So, uneventful, right now, early, early. Uneventful early. race for Clint Boyer? 
unlike last year at this time. That's true. If you remember that incident with Jeff Gordon. That's right. Um, Well, that was the end of the season, correct, right, at that time, right. Um, uh, Now, we haven't gotten into any real prognostication um, yet this season, Uh, suck it. Uh, But let me go there for a moment, just a moment. Uh, Two races so far this season. Uh, What's your thinking on early season uh, champions? I mean, so we've seen two races. We got two races under our belt. Mm-hmm. Any gut feelings here on where you see things going? Because last he's the defending champ. Jimmy Johnson's gotten off well. to a good start. Dale Jr.'s yeah. gotten off to a good start. I think you know you're seeing t- a lot of teams uh, pick up where they left off last last year. I mean, there's not any That's you know true. looking you know looking at the the top twelve. You know, there's a couple surprises in there. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric Amarol is in there. Yeah, uh, Marcos Ambrose is in there. Uh, but, you know, you've got your usual, you know, suspects. You've got, you know, Biffle, Martin, Gordon, uh, Stenhouse Jr., rookies up there. Mm-hmm. You know, Edwards is up in the top 12. So, you know, you, we know who the who the cream teams are yeah. and who, you know, that are going to rise up. The Toyotas still seem to be having difficulties as they did all last season. Yes. I mean, I've not been impressed with Bush, with Kyle Bush in particular. I've not been yeah. impressed with the, with the whole Toyota team. Yeah, there's. I I think they're trying to do something with those motors, mm-hmm. and that because you you saw it. I mean, Kyle Busch got you know they pulled his motor out. Yep. And you know he started at the back of the pack. Yep. Uh, and, and well, the same happened with uh, was it Hamlin as well, correct? Yep. Uh, and yet, uh, I have been impressed with the Gen Six uh, Fords, mm-hmm. uh, with both Jimmy Johnson and with Dale Jr. Right. So uh, I, for one, right now. I'd have to give the early lead and the early nod to the uh, to the Chevys. Hmm? Yep. All right. Well, that's our thinking at this point right now. Just a little bit of early season uh, chat and prognostication on that one. Um, venue changes a little bit this weekend, just slightly, as we head out to uh, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, uh, a half-mile super speedway, uh, and that's a 3 p.m. start over on Sunday, uh, live on Fox. Uh, and uh, second, that brings us to you because, uh, for gosh sakes, both of us need a little bit of help with our fantasy lineup. Uh, Gus yep. knows well, I do, so give me your best suggestion. Well, we're going to hit another track type now. We're going to go intermediate track racing. Yes. We're going out to Vegas. Uh, place your bait. Yep. Um, so, uh, this week... Uh, you know, drivers we're going to look at are, you know, I'm going to go with last week's winner, mm-hmm. Carl Edwards. Uh, he he won in uh, 2011. Uh, he was fifth place last year. And Vegas is historically a good track for him. Mm-hmm. He's sitting at 22.75. Okay. Pretty reasonable. Uh, Brad Keselowski, historically, not a good, not good at Vegas. But we saw last year how tracks that he was not historically good at, yeah. he was doing really well at. Like, okay. he's, he's turned his fortune around. So, um, you know, on intermediate tracks last year, he had three wins, and he scored the mo- fifth most points on intermediate tracks. So I'm going to say I think he's kind of kicking those demons to the side, and I think you're going to see a different race out of uh, Keselowski this mm-hmm. week. He's a little expensive, sitting at 28. Okay. But I think it uh, you'll find it's a good 28 okay. to spend. Um, 
Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you've you've mentioned about the home track. The, you know, you mentioned about the the motor issues that they've had, but back in 2009, Kyle qualified on the pole, yep. had to go to the rear for an engine change, still run the still won that race. Yes. So he's sitting at 26.50. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna spend some money this week, and then we're yep. gonna put some uh, some bottom guys in there as soon as I. Get my sheet there. <laughs> and to round out our roster, we're going to go with uh, some, you know, favorites here, uh, lower guys. Bobby Labonte and David Reagan, $11 and $10 respectively. Uh, they're not going to get you big points. You know, I the names I, I spent a little bit on the front end, you know, so to try and get you some big points. These guys are kind of just filling out your roster or mid, mid, mid-range guys to, you know get you through to get your five and get you in under $100. Considering we're at Vegas, it seems to me Kozlowski is a crapshoot. Well, that's well, my personal well, opinion on that one. I'm not sure on that one. Uh, well, Bush, well. Bush has fared well. Kyle has fared well in nationwide races uh, as well. I yeah, think, and I, he I, qualifies I think. really well at Vegas. So, I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll I know. Where... The only concern I've had it, uh, consistently has been the Toyota cars. I, I, I've not been happy with them since last season. All right, let's take a look at the top 10 teams currently right now in the Frat House uh, Fantasy League. Uh, and as I pointed out, neither one of us currently right now are on that list. Uh, in fact, right now, uh, it's like if you are currently ranked uh, 11th. Yep. Uh, and I have stayed consistent at dead last um, out of 17 teams. Good for me. Um, some might say, well, you're not listening enough to Sidekick might be that I'm listening too much. Uh, there's, our technical, <laughs> there's our technical director, though, Brandon. He's sitting right now at fifth uh, and looking like an early season Dale Jr. at this point. So uh, there we are with our motor sports for this week. All right, let's jump over to our second sport that we're going to talk about tonight, and that's a new sport, uh, new yep. sport season that literally kicked off last weekend. Uh, and it's a sport psychic that I know you follow very, very closely. I'm going to turn this one kind of over to you. Uh, give us an opening season glance at Major League Soccer. How about that? Yep, Major League Soccer started up last weekend. Uh, obviously, it was only the first weekend. Right. Most teams uh, only played one game, so there's not a whole lot of you know activity on the old standings. It's a long season too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it goes till about October, November yep. time frame. So it's kind of it's almost kind of like NASCAR. Yep. Um, but there's more breaks, you know. You've got summer breaks and different things like that. So, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and look at the inaugural uh, uh, standings, mm-hmm. if it were. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, we've got uh, now actually the top four teams are all tied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've all got wins. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're going to highlight the top two: the Columbus Crew and Sporting KC. Mm-hmm who uh, offed my uh, Philadelphia Union this mm-hmm. past weekend. Mm-hmm. After uh, getting off to a good start, they just came back and kind of overwhelmed them. Um, and then in the uh, Western Conference, we've got the uh, champion uh, LA Galaxy and Real Salt Lake. Yep. So, How about a bit of an update for us, though, on your union? Because I know you yep. follow them religiously. Uh, you're very good about that. You're down to a yep. lot of the home games. In fact, you're there for yep. almost all Season, of them. Yep. Big Got stories. My tickets. What are the big stories coming out of the union? How did they? You, you already pointed out they didn't do well this past week. What did right. they lose? One nothing. Uh, it was actually three one. Oh, okay. All right. So it 
And I got to, you know. They have the a match Florida, coming up this weekend, though, right? Yes, they play the Colorado Rapids. In Colorado. Yes, And that's on a game Saturday. they're concerned about. That's a match they're concerned about because they've got a big snowstorm coming through there in yes. a couple of days. Yes, that, yeah. that'll be interesting about that game. But we do have a big, big story right now yes. in Philadelphia. So, uh, all season, last season, you right. remember all the drama. I was yeah. here ranting and everything. You know, they got rid of my favorite player, Sebastian Latou. Yep. In this offseason, they managed to get Sebastian Latou back, uh, leading scorer of the Philadelphia Union, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the first game, he scored. Mm-hmm. He scored the lone goal. Um, we eventually lost 3-1. Yeah. Uh, they played really strong through the first through the first half of the game, um, and then towards the you know the you know mid to end of the second second half, things kind of started falling apart for them. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, it's the first game. Um, Sporting KC is one of the early uh, bets for yeah Favorites. early favorites yeah. for. Uh, possibly getting the championship this year. So, you know, we'll have to, you know, we'll see how the season goes. It's, you know, not time to and cry that, and go jump in the river. So. When's that match for them in Colorado? Is that Saturday or Sunday? It's Saturday night. Saturday, so okay. I think it's uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so we'll be bringing correctly. you, as a result of that, we'll be bringing you another quick update on MLS yep, action week. again next week. And what you're going to want to do is stay tuned right here for your uh, alternative football action. Alrighty, uh, on to uh, sport number three. Uh, we're now a week closer to the official start of Major League Baseball. And uh, we're now just 23 days away from opening day. Uh, now, simultaneously, interesting, while we've got preseason exhibition games going on, uh, we've also got the commencement of the World Baseball Classic, uh, which is played every four years. Uh, it's made up of 16 national teams. And as a result of that, some of the MLB uh, preseason squads right now are missing some of their roster players. For instance, the Phillies are missing uh, Jimmy Rollins um, as they're participating in that Classic that's going on as well. Now, the Classic uh, started on March 1st. Some of the uh, other uh, international teams already got going. uh, And that will conclude with the championship rounds going from March 17th until the 19th. Nonetheless, though, the other teams continue to move on in their respective, uh, both the uh, Grapefruit League and the over in the Cactus League. So I thought perhaps real quick, take a look at what's going on in the Florida Grapefruit League. The Baltimore Orioles continue to lead all with a 7-2 and record. Uh, your St. Louis Cardinals right now, 5-5. Five and five. I'm not including, I haven't included today's games, uh, so I don't know what the actual, I, know, I do know this, the Phils lost today, so that's going to, uh, drop them to six and six. I know that they already lost, uh, but uh, that, that, you know, for preseason, for what it's worth. Uh, in the over in the Arizona Cactus League, though, interestingly, uh, my AL sleeper team is the Kansas City Royals, and right now they're on a streak of their own. We're going to be talking streaks before the show's over. At the top, really? Of the, yeah, at the top. Yeah, we're going to be talking uh-huh. eleven, Woo! eleven and oh. The uh, Kansas City Royals are 11-0 uh, right now in preseason. Seattle Mariners are 10-2 in the basement of the uh, Arizona Cactus League. Uh, one that uh, a lot of people have down as an NL favorite, the uh, Cincinnati Reds are 2-11. and 11. Switch it up and go over and talk some uh, round ball. How about some college round ball? I thought we were and talking round ball. We're going, that's our fourth, that's our fourth sport. All right, NCAA basketball. Yep. The Madness. 
uh, continued this week in college round ball, uh, with many of the ranked teams uh, taking losses. And many analysts right now are saying that this might be, this could be, one of the most wide-open NCAA tournaments we've seen in a long, long time coming up here in about 10 days. So I might have a shot in my bracket this year? Is that what you're saying? You may. Actually, you may. Really, because I'm going to tell you right now, if you use any logic to put in together the bracket, you may be a loser. Uh, because every time you think you got it down, uh-uh, it's not going that way. In the AP Top 25 poll that was just released uh, this past Monday, which uh, it, 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 it's already kind of moot because there have been, been changes in the rankings with, with teams going down that were listed in it, but let's take a look at where it stood as of Monday. Uh, I've been saying for weeks and weeks now, Look there. Hey, how about Gonzaga takes over the number one spot from Indiana? And I've been saying it for weeks. Watch Gonzaga to come on. Uh, that moves the Hoosiers, the Indiana Hoosiers, down to number two. Duke continues to hold strong and tight at the number three spot. And the Kansas Jayhawks uh, move up to take over the number four. Now, many had said that the number five Georgetown Hoyas would end up being a number one seed in the tournament, in the big dance tournament. Uh, bracket. But that's now left to doubt just a bit because they lost to Villanova last night, 67-57. to And that puts, for all intent and purpose, the belief is that's a lock now for Villanova getting into the NCAA tournament. And now a little bit of a question mark on where Georgetown is going to end up. They're going to be in there, just may not be a number one seed. Other notable movements in the top 25 included, hey, how about UCLA making the list at 23? Uh, after being, they weren't ranked last week, and VCU, uh, uh, Virginia Commonwealth, uh, jumped back in on the top 25 again this past week. Your St. Louis Billikens hanging tough in yep. there, in fact, moved up a bit to number 16. And your favorites are hanging in there. They're hanging in there at the I bottom. I have them in my notes this week. Arizona was probably the biggest mover downward. Arizona dropped from number 11 to number 18. Now, currently as we see it, many of the conference tournaments already right now are going on. They're already underway. Uh, a lot of the bigger ones are scheduled to begin uh, either this weekend uh, or early next week, and they'll be going right through all of next week leading up to Selection Sunday that will be taking place on Sunday. All right? So Selection Sunday... Sunday, next, Sunday, next Sunday, Sunday. Now, uh, what that all means is that the open invitations uh, to jump in uh, on our Frat House Facebook uh, uh, will be up on our Frat House Facebook page. Open invitations for our Frat House NCAA Bracket Challenge will be up there this weekend. All right, we're, Obviously, you're not going to be able to set your teams because nobody's going to know what the bracket is until a week from this coming Sunday. But at least you'll be able to register and you'll be able to participate in our bracket challenge. That is a lot of fun. Even Psychic gets involved in it. Yep. And as he pointed out, he might have a shot. Can't wait. I might have a winning bracket this you year. You may. You may. Right now at this point, there's a chance. And he picked off his teams by color. Can you imagine? But I'm colorblind. <laughs> but that might work. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing right now. This season. It's so much fun. It really is. So you're going to be one I go by cheerleader uniforms. <laughs> you're going to be watching our... Facebook page. Check it out. Get over there. Check it out. I'll have the posts up there this uh, week. All right? Now, with so much uh, NCAA tourney talk, yep. we thought perhaps maybe what we would do... Get me all hot and bothered. ...is bring you a... <laughs> 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 uh, 
But we, we thought we'd bring you a historical segment this week with our now uh, and quickly popular the Frat House Top 5. Uh, and this evening it's our Top 5 Buzzer Beaters in the NCAA. And coming in at number 7 was 2008 uh, Cleveland State Vikings uh, versus the Syracuse Orange when Cleveland's Cedric Jackson hurled a 60-footer to upset number 11-ranked Syracuse with just two seconds remaining on the clock. Coming in at number six, we've got the 1992 Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets versus those USC Trojans. Yep, and that was a shot, a three-point uh, shot from uh, James Forrest. Go ahead. Let's pause on that one for a second. Okay. Uh, anyway, James Forrest, James Forrest, uh, first and only three-pointer of the season came in that. Yes, it did. There it is. Coming in at number five, the 2006 West Virginia Mountaineers uh, versus the Texas Longhorns. When Longhorn uh, uh, Kenton uh, Polino, he nailed a three-pointer at the buzzer to avoid overtime and beat West Virginia 74-71. Coming in at number four, Valparaiso Crusaders versus the University of Mississippi Rebels, Old Miss. They were the Cinderella story of the 98 tournament yep. off of Bryce Drew's three-point shot with two and a half seconds left in the game. Yep, there it was. Coming in at number three, let's go all the way back to 1981 for the Arizona Razorbacks versus the uh, Louisville Cardinals. Razorback Ulysses uh, Reed fired a half-court desperation shot at the buzzer, knocked off defending Cardinals by one point. And number two, 1983 NC State Wolfpack versus the Houston Cougars. Okay. Who comes up with it? Why do I get the Trojans and the Cougars? Who came up with this? Really? Come on now. Anyway, no, seriously, uh... For those for those of you that follow NCAA basketball, uh, you know the Jimmy V Foundation. Uh, yep. Coach Valvano yep. was the coach for that NC State that wasn't expected to go anywhere. Uh, who uh, shortly after that uh, had uh, passed away from cancer, I believe. Yes. So that's uh, the big note there. Won the championship that year, and they weren't even expected to be there. But the most famous of them all. One many of us have all seen coming in at number one. One of us, many of us have all seen 1992, the Duke Blue Devils versus the Kentucky Wildcats uh, with the shot heard round the NCAA by Duke's Christian Leitner after uh, receiving a, a, a nearly half-court pass and nailing the bucket at the buzzer. It was the most incredible thing. I will never forget this one as long as I live and as long as I remember it. I've been watching NCAA tournament stuff for a long, long time. That one really was incredible. Now, Mike. Yeah. For those of us like myself who are not the biggest NCAA basketball fans, yeah. you know, I'm kind of, you know, yeah, well, uh, I, I'm starting to crawl, yeah. you know, a little bit of walking, a little stumbling. What's so big about that Duke Kentucky rivalry? The, the, rivalry. The thing, yeah. The thing there was in in ninety in ninety two. First of all, you had Coach K. Who has been there? And I mean, for I mean, they've got the they've got the freaking uh, house named after him. Uh, you had Rick Pitino over there uh, coaching Kentucky. That Duke Kentucky 
rivalry was monstrous at that particular. It's been, has been, was that year in particular, mostly because of the uh, dynamic between those two coaches. It was just a monster game uh, between the two of them. Uh, Duke and Kentucky have continued to be rivals. Uh, of course, everybody talks about Duke and, and North Carolina, but that, that particular rivalry just continues to, st- to hang in there. Just a big, big one. It was really, really fabulous to watch. <coughs> now, there you have it, and uh, uh, those are our historical look. You can bet you're going to be seeing uh, many, many exciting finishes like that to be coming uh, over the next uh, three weeks or so. Uh, and perhaps, you never know, uh, maybe something we see this uh, over the next three weeks will make one of our future top fives. Thanks to our production uh, director, Jen, for putting together that historical perspective for one of my favorite sporting events of the entire year. Uh, sport number five. Let's uh, stick yep. with more uh, round ball. ball. Yep, <laughs> for a few minutes here. And uh, as I pointed out last week, we're now kind of at that time of the season in the NBA where, well, we're not really seeing too much movement going on at the top with the, with the top teams. What you're actually seeing is you're seeing more kind of grappling going on for who's going to be uh, the, the other teams that are going to be making the playoffs underneath them. But nonetheless, let's take a look at the uh, division leaders in the NBA over the past week. Over in the Atlantic Division. The Knicks continue to stay three and a half games in front of the Brooklyn Nets right now. The Knicks have not been exactly the same team that they started out the season. Um, recently have been kind of running as a 500 team, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. In the Central Division, the uh, Indiana Pacers, 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10. Uh, they are still four games in front of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Miami Heat right now are rivaling all sports with what they are doing with a 16-game unbeaten streak. Uh, absolutely incredible what they are doing. 45-14. and 14. Just beat Orlando Magic last night by one point with just seconds remaining. Who got the final shot? LeBron James. Who would have thunk it? Or he's always maligned as never being the guy with the ball in his hand at the last seconds. He did it last night. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Right now, Miami is a staggering 11 and a half games in front of the Atlanta Hawks. I'm not sure, but it seems to me that the strongest teams right now, and we're seeing it, are in the West. Over in the Northwest, Oklahoma City Thunder, 6-4 and four in their last 10. They are five games in front of uh, the Denver Nuggets. Many are saying that the Denver Nuggets are the sleeper, and they actually will come out of that division. We'll see. The, uh, over in the Pacific Division, the L.A. Clippers, Eight and a half games in front of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, eight and two in their last ten. And San Antonio over in the Southwest now back on a roll again. Eight and two in their last ten, and they are six and a half in front of the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow, wow, wow! A lot of basketball action we just brought to you in a real quick couple of minutes. There's our hoops action for the NCAA and the uh, NBA. Sport number six. Oh, time for me to leave. <laughs> I was going to say, I know I'm doing this one by myself. And I will make this a fast, fast, moving uh, NHL uh, segment, uh, as we are currently in a fast, fast, moving NHL shortened season. Uh, well, at least I'm involved in that season. Yep. Uh, all the teams right now have practically hit the midpoint of the season, uh, which will be concluding in seven weeks. Uh, from now on April 27th, so let's take a look at where teams are stacking up. No movement here in these divisions from last week as well. In the Atlantic, 
Pittsburgh uh, Penguins right now playing uh, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they are now five points ahead of the New Jersey Devils. In the uh, Northeast, Montreal Canadiens, only one point, only one point ahead of the Boston Bruins. Uh, over in the Southeast, the Carolina Hurricanes, now 27 points, and uh, now six points ahead of both the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Winnipeg Jets. The Canes have had a very, very good run this past week. We've talked streaks in the NBA. Let's talk streaks in the NHL, in the Central Division. The Chicago Blackhawks, 21, 0, and 3. 45 points. They are an incredible 19 points ahead of the Nashville Predators, who, as I've been saying for weeks now, are a very good team themselves. 21, 0, and 3. They have not lost a game outright all season long yet. Vancouver Canucks. Uh, lead in the Northwest, 27 points. They are three points ahead of the Minnesota Wild. And over in the Pacific Division, the Anaheim Ducks are now nine points ahead of the Los Angeles Kings. All right, there's our hockey wrap for this week. I thought you said that was going to be quick. I tried to make it as quick as possible. Okay. Uh, next week, we'll either be exclaiming about the Blackhawks again, or we'll be talking about no, who finally uh, knocked them off and beat them. All right, let's go take a look at our Frat House Facebook post of the week real quick. And that was our most viewed post uh, this week. The most viewed post uh, was a post I put up, and it was all about uh, Lauren Silberman. Uh, and if you don't know who she was, she was the woman that tried out as a kicker in the official, one of the official, NFL Open Combines last weekend. Yep. And I posted the comment, up uh, more on women breaking the glass ceiling of men's sports. Well, obviously our female contingent uh, liked that comment because it got a heck of a lot of views. Uh, now, I put that post up in advance of the actual tryout, and as we all know, uh, that didn't go very well. <laughs> nope. Uh, Came up a little limp. Yeah, in some... Uh, a little limp did it. Uh, in fact, some... Uh, she pulled her quad, I think. Uh, some actually said that it uh, it actually did women more harm than it did good for them. I don't know. I'm not quite sure how to read it. Uh, some were accusing it of being a uh, a stunt uh, that in fact was nothing more than a publicity stunt. I know. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I you know that kind of irks me when people do that sometimes. What's that? When it, you know that it, it was a stunt. You know, she you know she says she's going to go for the combine. You know, da da da. You know, she goes in there, she hurts herself, and then immediately everybody turns it into this. Well, I agree. You know, you know, oh, it was just a publicity stunt. She wasn't really, you know, oh, come on. I, you know, sometimes I think people get too cynical about things. Sidekick, I agree with you. Know? I I put up I put up comments after the fact that that frankly I gave her a lot of credit. I mean, I understand it didn't go very well, but I gave her a lot of credit for for trying. I think it takes a lot of you know who spotted you Absolutely. know to actually. Try out. I mean, I think you she was. A, I mean? She was. A, she. I think Lawrence so. Overman. I think what did I read? She's twenty-seven, twenty-eight years old. She's a couple of years out of collegiate uh, soccer, which is where she really was. Uh, she was a tremendous uh, soccer player. I think she was, uh, you know, considered one of the best. Uh, and and she gave it a shot. And 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 I didn't read anything more into it than that. Yeah. And, and, and it's not like she was the only one that pulled up limp, because there was, you know, reading one of the stories, you know, she was on the sideline with another kicker. Who hurt himself? 
you know, and they were kind of consoling each other. I think the difference was that you hers know. obviously made news because it was oh, all being videotaped, and the, oh, sure. and the two kicks only went like 15 yards. Yeah. So, but, but anyhow, hey. I, 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 you know, Psychic and I are in agreement. Uh, listen, we, we give kudos to Lawrence Silverman for giving it a shot. Uh, it was the most viewed post uh, this past week. Keep it up. Uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page. Keep the post coming, uh, particularly as we continue to go through uh, this uh, March Madness month. Uh, plenty of things to be commenting on. Got through six sports right there. How yep. about, how do you like Time that for shout-outs. There we go. We're going to go run through our shout-outs real quick. Uh, let's start it off with Fan Junkies. Get over there. Uh, where sports meets social networking, all right? Uh, you know, we heard changes. Changes coming again yesterday on Facebook. All the news feeds are going to be changing. Uh, people are already up up in arms about it, and we haven't even seen what it's going to look like. But, you know, hey, if you don't want any of that hassle and you want to talk sports, just get over to Fan Junkies. FanJunkies.net. Sign up. It's completely free. All right? It's just a whole bunch of us that talk sports. That's all it is. In a, in a Facebook-type environment like the old, 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 old Facebook. All right? <coughs> Fan Junkies Radio. A um, couple of terrific shows we've had this uh, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, coming up on one, coming up next week, all NHL week, and we're going to be having all NHL former players, uh, some some coaches. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of uh, former uh, uh, referees and what have you. All NHL week coming up next week, and it's going to be, I think, actually continuing on into the week thereafter. Fans I'll be co-hosting that week too. Uh, yeah, no, that's not, not, not happening. Really. No, we're not letting you on. In fact, we won't even let you on as a caller. Uh, Fan Junkies Radio over on Blog Talk Radio Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time. You can catch me on there Saturdays with this show uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Herb yeah. FM Sports, my gosh, I had us on twice this week. They had us on, yep. I think it was last night, and then we're scheduled again for tomorrow night. Yep, don't forget. Down in uh, Maryland. So that's HerbFM.com. That's where you go for that one. Check that out, CLW83. They rebroadcast all the Fan Junkies radio programs. CLW83, my buddies uh, Jim and Carl over there. Give them a listen as well. Uh, we're just filling all your time, aren't we? And yep. then last but not least, FredHouseSports.net. Uh, FredHouseSports.net, our website, uh, where you can get everything that we post up there as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a lot into this show tonight. You can expect yep. next week to be about the same as we continue March Madness Month, and we'll be talking probably, uh, you know, all the pre-NCAA tourney stuff. So, until then, you go, you know what you got to do. You got to keep us real, you got to keep us live, and you got to keep us going. We'll see you next week. Time to go streak. In the gate. He's pretty happy right now. Oh, look out now, buddy. You gotta be careful here now. Clear. Clear. Okay, and uh, that's it. There you have it. That's our five minutes at the Fred House number 79 uh, that you can find right now if you go over to. Uh, YouTube, type in five minutes at the frat house. You'll find all of our shows. That one in particular, 
you want to be looking for number 79. Take a look at that. Uh, you can also find it over on frathousesports.net. Uh, and if you want to give me a holler in on anything that you heard perhaps in that particular program, or perhaps maybe you've given some thought to my comments on the front end of this program with regard to the Sports Illustrated uh, Power 50 list that they put together this week. Uh, hey, by all means, give me a shout out here at 347-237-5373. And that's how you get in and give me a holler. Um, let's bring you up to date real quick on some of the live uh, programming and some of the live games that I had uh, mentioned uh, early on in the uh, in the in the uh, in the show here. Let's take a look at what's happening over in NCAA basketball because right now, I uh, for some reason or another, my browser will not work. It doesn't surprise me, and I can't seem to get the NHL games. So let's take a look at what's happening over in NCAA top 25 basketball. I had mentioned that my LaSalle Explorers were playing number 16 ranked uh, St. Louis, and uh, that game is now a final. St. Louis won it 78-54. to yeah, you know, I'm really hoping my LaSalle Explorers, and I say my because I, that's where I graduated. I graduated from LaSalle University. Um, I won't tell you what year. Um, right here in the Philadelphia area, I graduated from there. Um, uh, and 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 it, my gosh, they haven't been to the tournament, I believe, since 1992. And I would love to see them get into the NCAA tournament. So I'm certainly hoping. I know that they're a bubble team. Let's hope that things... Uh, kind of work for them as we continue forward. Um, let's see what else is happening uh, right now. Oklahoma State right now, there there is an upset going on. Number 13, uh, Oklahoma State is beating number 9, uh, Kansas State 71-64. Uh, UCLA, not ranked number 23 right now, is uh, just ahead of Washington by only three points in, with only two minutes left in the second half. Um, they are ahead of them by... Three points, 55-52. Uh, number 15, Marquette. Uh, two minutes remaining in that uh, particular game. Uh, 61-52 over St. John's. Uh, number 20, Pittsburgh. Easily uh, taking care of uh, DePaul, 76-64. to With two minutes remaining in that game. The Miami Hurricanes ranked number six right now, 38-30. Uh, nine minutes remaining in uh, the second half of that game. There, There's a low-scoring game. Um, what is going on there? 38-30. Holy smokes. Uh, and uh, right now, Utah. Uh, 11 minutes remaining right now in the second half of that game. Uh, Utah is up over number 19, Oregon, 55-47. to As you heard in uh, this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House, it is currently... There's a lot of speculation that this could be one of the more wide-open uh, NCAA tournaments we have seen in many, many years. I don't recall a year where I have seen quite as many top 10 and top 25 turnovers this late into the season. Uh, things are constantly moving. Um, you're seeing top 10 teams going down constantly and losing uh, games. And as I pointed out numerous, numerous times, you know, some of the bigger names that we're used to seeing in there, you know, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas, 
not there this year. Uh, so it's it's a very, very compelling and very interesting uh, dynamic we have going on right now as we head into the NCAA tournament. I mean, for who would have thought that Gonzaga would be ranked number one? Uh, later on uh, today, you got number 24, Notre Dame going up against number eight, Louisville. Come on, Rick Pitino. We need that one. That's a four o'clock tip-off. Um, so uh, you can probably catch that one, I'm sure, somewhere. Uh, I, I would. I, I don't have uh, the TV schedule up in front of me, but I would venture a bet somebody like CBS or whatever will be covering that particular game. Number 18, Arizona, will go up against Arizona State. That's a 4.30 tip-off. Number four, Kansas, will go up against Baylor uh, at 6 o'clock. Number 12, New Mexico, up against uh, Air Force, 6 o'clock. Number one, Gonzaga, will take on Loyola. Uh, Marymount, uh, that's a 9 o'clock game, and, ho, oh, talk about, uh, you know, you, you heard me talk about um, rivalries and matchups. How about number three, Duke, going up against North Carolina at 9 o'clock? Um, unranked North Carolina, unfortunately, this year. It would be nice if they were a ranked team. That would probably make it a much more compelling matchup, but I would think that... <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee you that'll be one that I am certainly going to be catching uh, with number uh, number three Duke going up against their arch rival North Carolina. Uh, I do have my NHL scores up. Boston beat the Philadelphia Flyers uh, three to nothing. Uh, the New York Islanders uh, beat the, the Washington Capitals. That is a final as well. Uh, they beat them five to two, and currently. The uh, Columbus Blue Jackets are on top of the uh, Detroit Red Wings, uh, three to nothing, and that's early in the third period. Dropping the puck uh, momentarily, uh, we will have that occurring. St. Louis uh, and uh, San Jose, and I believe that is over on NHL Network. You can catch that one live. All right, and that brings us up to date with what is happening uh, in the world of live sports. How about that SI50 list? Uh, I brought it to you earlier. Jonathan and I are going to be talking about it at length on Monday, uh, right here on our regular show uh, at 12 o'clock. And in fact, we'll be going for 90 minutes on uh, Monday. Uh, So you're going to want to be tuning into that uh, live if you want to participate. You're going to want to be tuning into that one live. Uh, We're going to go for 90 minutes. We're going to go from 12 o'clock Eastern time until 1.30, and that's to try to make up for <laughs> the snafu that occurred yesterday, unfortunately, where, well, we're not quite sure what happened, but somehow or another, the show got shortened. <laughs> uh, beyond our control, it got shortened from 60 minutes to 15. Uh, we persevered. We tried to bring as much entertainment as we possibly could in those 15 minutes, but to make it up to our fans who listen in to us, of which we get on the average, we get three, four, or 5,000 people listening uh, on a daily basis at the 12 noon time. Um, to make it up, we're going to go uh, for an extra 30 minutes on Monday until uh, 1.30. Uh, but I, I know Jonathan and I are going to be talking about that SI power list, the 50 most powerful people in uh, sports, according to Sports Illustrated. And I had pointed out that I think anytime you put out a list, just be prepared because you're going to get criticized. You know, I could put a list up right now. I could make one up completely off the top of my head, something completely innocuous and ridiculous, put it up on my website, and I I guarantee you 
that I'm going to get a bunch of people writing into me and telling me, you're an absolute moron. Well, uh, you know, what do you think of that list? And like I said, if you go out and you Google it, just type in uh, SI's uh, power list or top uh, top 50 power people in sports, you'll get you'll find a synthesized version of that particular list. Well, one of the things that they did, SI did, they did a little sidebar on the t- top 10, uh, and they, it, it, this kind of went along with what they did, their theme for this particular week, and they ranked the 10 most powerful people in sports media. Um, no, I did not make the list. I, I, I wish I had. I guess maybe next year uh, that might happen. Uh, I did not make the list. Uh, but uh, Jonathan didn't make the list either. Uh, but that's okay. He's right behind me, I think, in the last uh, listing I did see uh, coming from some innocuous uh, blog site uh, that I read somewhere before. I think I was just ahead of him. Uh, however, <laughs> uh, let's take a look real quick at where SI puts the media folk, the sports media folk. And uh, frankly, I think that this particular list is actually more controversial uh, than their than their 50 uh, powerful people just in sports. Uh, at number 10, they've got Skip Bayless from ESPN. Uh, now, frankly, i got to be honest with you, I wouldn't put him on a top 100 list. That's just my personal opinion. But Sports Illustrated has got him listed as number 10. Why? Because he's incendiary? Because he knows how to strike a match? Or because he's just a moron who every time he speaks, everybody wants to just get up and strangle him. I don't get it. Number 10, Skip Bayless, huh? How about number 9, Mike Wilbon? What do you think of that one? You, you agree with that or what? Huh? I'd kind of put him in the same area as Tony Kornheiser, in my opinion. Uh, number 8, Terry Bradshaw of Fox. You know, I like Bradshaw. I liked him as a quarterback. I think he's kind of a goofball to be perfectly honest with you, as an analyst. Uh, I don't know. Chris Berman at number seven. Chris Berman, to me, seems he's had his day. I, I mean, I like Chris Berman. I sit and I watch the ESPN, uh, you know, Sunday uh, countdown program for NFL. I watch that. Uh, but I don't know. Chris Berman, a uh, uh, little stale. Obviously, perhaps powerful because of the fact you know, he, with all due respect, carries his weight, I guess, over at ESPN, being one of the long, long-time originals of that particular uh, network. <laughs> Excuse me. Number six, they got Adrian Wo- uh, Wojnarowski, uh from Yahoo Sports. Uh, I don't know much of Adrian Wojnarowski's, uh, uh writings, uh, from what I understand, from uh, Jonathan, who is a big NBA follower. Um, you know, he writes NBA, and that's that's about where he goes with it. Uh, I, I'm not as big an NBA follower, uh, as my, uh, partner, uh, Jonathan is. Uh, so I can't speak to it. I don't know. John Gruden listed as number five. I can understand that one. That kind of makes sense. The guy is powerful from the standpoint that when he speaks, I guess people sit up and listen. Tommy Craig's over at Deadspin. Don't know him. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I tune into Deadspin every once in a while. I check some things out. I'm wondering whether this is a knee-jerk simply because Deadspin was the one that broke the recent Manti Teo story. Bob Costas. Uh, 
look, I'm a big Bob Costas fan. Maybe it's my age group. I don't know. I like the guy. I think he's sincere and he's steady. And so I can see Bob Costas coming in at number three. Number two, Charles Barkley? Listen, I'm a big Charles fan. Uh, I, 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 you know, I like the guy. I think he's incredibly humorous. But number two, number two most powerful media, sports media type, Charles Barkley. Hmm. Number one, Bill Simmons over at ESPN. All right. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to necessarily dispute it. Might go along with that. Charles Barkley, number two. Bob Costas is number three. Hmm. What's wrong with this picture? All right. So I thought, you know, I, I, I said I would bring you a sidebar uh, to the top 50 that we were talking about earlier. Uh, and if you want to weigh in on that, I'll hang with you as long as I get any calls. The number here is 347-237-5373. Let me update you real quick on some programming notes and some things that are upcoming. Uh, here on Fan Junkies Radio Network. Um, Tomorrow, you are going to want to tune in to Fan Junkies Radio Network right here at 3 o'clock for a premiere edition of Sports Blog Radio. Now, I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly because I am from Philadelphia. Um, And to properly pronounce it, you have to be from the New England slash uh, Boston region, because both Scott Blooney and John Leary will be bringing you Boston news and Boston sports right here on Fan Junkies Radio Network starting tomorrow at 3 o'clock. That is their premiere edition of Sports Blog Radio. All right, that's B-L-A-G-G-A-H. I'd be more than happy to have any New England types Give me a call here at 347-237-5373 to help me pronounce that correctly. I don't have Jonathan here. He usually helps me with pronunciation of things. Uh, but uh, like I said, I'm, I'm sure I am not correctly pronouncing that because you have to have a New England accent in order to do it. Uh, but th- they've got a tremendous show where they're going to be talking uh, all things uh, Boston sports, uh, Boston Red Sox, Boston Bruins. Uh, the New England Patriots, uh, what am I missing, Boston Celtics, and they're going to be bringing, and, and you're going to be able to hear that program uh, every week. Now, we're, we're, we're premiering it tomorrow on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Jonathan and I have been talking a lot about upcoming programming and new programming coming right here to Fan Junkies Radio Network, um, and we've got Scott and John Excuse me, involved in that uh, mix, and uh, we, we we like what they're bringing. Uh, however, I think that that program eventually is going to be moving to Thursdays, actually. I think that's going to be moving to Thursdays. But you're going to be able to catch their premiere edition tomorrow right here at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Tune in and check them out. Scott and John are terrific. All right. Um, we... Uh, have a bunch of wonderful, wonderful guests lined up, Jonathan and I do, on our regular Fan Junkies program uh, coming up here on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at our regular time, uh, 12 noon Eastern time to uh, 1 o'clock, 12 to 1. 
Uh, this coming Monday, however, as I just pointed out, we will be on for an hour and a half um, till one thirty to make up for uh, yesterday. Um, the uh, what, was, what else did I want to point out here, real quick? Uh, oh, you, you heard me talk a little bit about it. Two things, real quick. You heard me talk about it uh, on on uh, five minutes at the Fried House. Uh, FanJunkies.net, uh, which is Jonathan's uh, website. If you have not checked it out, it's completely free, folks, and it's very, very easy to jump in on. FanJunkies.net, all right? F-A-N-J-U-N-K-I-E-S.net. Very easy to join up with that. Now, uh, almost all of us are on Facebook, um, and many of us remember what the old Facebook looked like, and this is what fan junkies is but it's exclusively for sports fans all right you're not going to get any ridiculous dramas and all the nonsense that you get that goes along with facebook where you know you've got you know 300 friends and 150 of them are you know crying at you about you know uh recipes and putting up stupid games and what have you i mean this is just for sports fans it is a terrific site. It is wonderful. Get over there. It's free. Sign up. Fanjunkies.net. That's where you want to be for your social uh, networking and your social media needs for exclusively for sports. All right? Where sports meets social networking. Fanjunkies.net. Get over there and check that out. Now, while I'm talking Facebook, nonetheless, though, uh, I have uh, talked a lot about, uh, you know, the frat house, uh, frat house sports, and five minutes at the frat house. And the easiest way to contact us is to go to our Facebook page, which is the frat house hyphen Eagleville, E-A-G-L-E-V-I-L-L-E. All right. And if you go over to that, hit us with a like, and you're going to be in touch with everything and be connected to everything that we're doing. We put a post there constantly about all kinds of sporting events, things that are going on, not just in the Philadelphia region. Look, I made it clear. I'm a Philadelphia guy, but that's irrelevant. I frequently put up stuff that's going on in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, Dallas. It makes no difference. If it's a big story, it's going to be up on the frat house hyphen Eagleville. So get over there. Give it a like. Now, while you're getting all those regular posts from me and from Sidekick and from a couple other people that are affiliated here with us, Uncle Mark and and uh, 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 Brandon and Jen, while you're getting all those 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 regular posts that are up there on a daily basis about all kinds of things that are going on in the world of sports, you're also going to get the notifications about things like uh, our our regular weekly video program. You're going to get posts about uh, some of our fantasy games that we play that we open up to our, our, our fan bases uh, over on Facebook. So get over to that, the frat house hyphen Eagleville. Give it a like. I'd appreciate it. All right? Also appreciate it if you could pass around to as many people as you possibly can. Spread the word. Spread the word about Fan Junkies Radio. Spread the word about the frat house. Spread the word about frathousesports.net. Spread the word about uh, the Frat House Eagleville Facebook page. Spread the word about FanJunkies.net. Make sure you're tuning in here tomorrow at 3 o'clock for Scott Blooney and John Leary 
in their premiere uh, edition here on Fan Junkies Radio Network of Sports Blog Radio. All right. All right, there you have it. That's our show for this week. I will be back here with you uh, next Saturday. Hopefully it is as beautiful a day as it is today. Um, I will be back here with you at 3 o'clock. Oh, my PSA for this week. Please do not forget. Uh, tomorrow we start the daylight savings time for those of you that uh, that affects. So make sure that you turn your clock ahead. Ahead. All right? And we'll get that extra hour of sunlight tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow evening. And tomorrow is supposed to be beautiful right here in suburban Philadelphia area. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are as well. I'll be back with you here next Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you tune in then. And in the meantime, you know what you got to do. You got to keep us real. You got to keep us live and you got to keep us going. I will see you next week. <laughs>